Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 89. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. If you've been here before, I'm so happy you're back. I love you. Thank you. If you've never been here before, welcome to the party where we are going to talk about some cool shit per the huge that's definitely going to help your business and your brand on social media. I'm super stoked because my guest today, Michelle Vroom, is going to talk about how to grow a Facebook group that makes you six figures. Yeah, that's right. I said what I said, and she's the real deal. She's done it before, and um, she had some really good stuff to share. Seriously, like if you like Facebook, or if you want to, you know, you want to venture into that, and it and it kind of pulls you in and it interests you. Oh my gosh, this is a great, great episode to listen to. I know that some people. Um, can discount the power of Facebook, which is kind of interesting because it's so powerful. Like, like marketers everywhere know that like the big dogs right now are Google, of course, um, Facebook, YouTube, and of course, like Instagram and then, you know, and TikTok and LinkedIn and so on and so forth. But like Facebook is seriously still a big dog in the game. So, um, yeah, Michelle's coming up soon. She's going to talk to you about, um, you know, making a bunch of money uh, by having a really solid, awesome Facebook group. So that's coming up in a few minutes. Um, first order, and I'm going to talk to you about Facebook. Also, something I want to share to give you some good tips here in a second. But before I do that, I want to make sure and remind you that if you are not on the wait list for the summer enrollment of my membership, Small Biz Social Society, yet, get on there, baby. You got to get on the wait list. Let me tell you why. First of all, as soon as you join the waitlist, you are going to immediately get my quick, keyword quick, and free training, how to batch your Instagram reels, immediately delivered to your inbox, okay? This training is like less than 12 minutes long, um, and I just break down how you can batch your reels so that that way you're more efficient in your content creation. So definitely get that. Even if you're just now learning about the membership and you're not quite sure about it or you're not quite sure if you want to join, just get on the wait list to get the freebie. Like, come on, get the free video. This is like free education. So do that. You can do there, there's you can find the link all over the place, right? So it's in the show notes. You can find the link um, in my Instagram bio at Brittany Crossan. You can find it in um, uh, the the memberships Instagram uh, or Facebook Small Biz Social Society. Uh, you can go to my website. You can go to brittanycrossan.com/sbssummer. 2021, um, any of those ways, or even just smallbizsocialsociety.com. Okay. It's all over the place. Join the wait list, get that free training. Also, those of you on the wait list are probably going to get a little something extra special coming up soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. The membership is, um, quite frankly, really a special place. And I know, I know I'm biased. I get it. But look, ask any of the members, you know, they're saying the same thing. We are a community of, you know, ambitious 
entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media. And a lot of these, these entrepreneurs and business owners in, in this membership have so much to offer, just like I know you do. So much to offer in their business, in their brand, their message, you know, everything that they're trying to put out there in the world, you know, with the help of social media. And a lot of them just weren't being seen by either enough people or the right people or both. So that's a lot of the focus of the membership is really getting creative and, and having these ideas for content and all these trainings and, and everything that we have included in the package. So that way that you can have your, you know, start your gears turning basically to get you in this creative flow and in this disciplined flow of getting content out into the world. So it'll reach the right people. And so it'll reach more people. Okay. Cause so much out there is not being seen. And it quite frankly, pisses me off because you deserve to be seen. So um, it's a really great group of entrepreneurs already in the membership. I'm ready to add a lot more. I'm so excited about this. So definitely get on that wait list. Okay. I want to give you a couple of tips I have that are Facebook oriented. I know you don't hear me talk about Facebook a whole lot, but because my guest Michelle is talking about Facebook groups, which I think is a really, really strong tool for sure um, for a lot of different types of businesses. I want to mention a few little simple things to you about utilizing your Facebook personal profile in a way to intentionally put yourself out there and network so that then it will help grow your business, right? So I am not talking about, I'm not talking about posting, I'm selling this thing, do you want to buy it? Definitely not talking about that. I'm talking about just showing up so that that way you are, you are kind of like, um, top of mind, right? for people that may end up wanting to buy your products or services, or maybe even refer someone to you. So if you're like, okay, how do I do that? If you're telling me don't just sell my stuff all the time, how do I do that? You do that by talking about, well, first of all, just your life in general. And if you know me, you know I love for you to pick your fab four. If you don't know what the fab four is, it's essentially your, your content pillars. I just gave it a cute name. If you want to learn more about that, you can actually get my free guide, how to create your personal brand. And, um, what's the link for that? BrittanyCrossen.com slash, uh, join email. Yes, I believe that's the link. And, um, you know, you can get the free guide, how to create your personal guide, uh, your personal brand. I'm sorry. Um, and it talks about the fab four. So, so, you know, I like you to have your fab four. Sometimes it's three for some people, your content pillars and what your topics basically that you're talking about in your personal brand on social media. And so first of all, you need to know that, and you're going to be talking about those things on Facebook, your personal profile, right? And just, just like, like for me, for example, I mean, one of my things is, is family because uh, my family is a big, part of my life, obviously. And, um, I do like to share some things about family things going on. So I make sure and share those things to Facebook, right? I'm showing up. I'm saying, Oh, Hey, look, here I am. Look, here's me and my family. We went on this vacation. It was so fun. Have you ever been here before? You know, and starting conversations with people. I'm also focusing on business content, but in a different way, you can do this by not being like, do you want to buy my stuff? You can give somebody say, for example, a behind the scenes look at 
what you did that day for your work or what you accomplished, right? Sometimes I'll put up something about something that my company accomplished, like a really beautiful Instagram makeover maybe for one of our clients, right? Or just a cool outing. I got to go on and do like a photo shoot with a client or something like that. I share that stuff into my Facebook and just say, look, I, oh, I got to go do a photo shoot with this client today. It was really fun, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing what I did and I'm giving my Facebook quote unquote friends, (laughs) a look behind the scenes of my work to remind them. So they'll see it and go, oh yeah, that's right. Brittany does that social media work. Okay. That looks cool. Good for her. Okay. Like it. Maybe a little comment. Keep scrolling. Right? So as you're sharing this behind the scenes, look at your work, maybe what you did that day, what you accomplished, what you're thankful for in your business, something cool that happened with one of your clients or customers, whatever. Um, That's reminding people what you do without asking them to buy anything. That is selling without selling is what that is. And if you are consistent with these efforts, you're sharing things from your different, your different topics, you know, your fab four, and you're doing that on Facebook, you really don't even have to ask anybody to buy anything. Like literally saying the words, like you don't have to be like, my green widgets are in sale today for 20% off. Would you like to buy one? Because the problem with that kind of post is that particularly if you have, you know, not a huge audience. I mean, I think if you're Kim Kardashian, you could clearly make that kind of post. And because there's so many people following you and you have such a huge, strong brand and presence that it's, the rules don't apply to her, right? But to everybody else, you, if you say, I sell these green widgets and they're on sale today. And that's really kind of all you say in your post. Like the only time you're going to get a comment is like somebody that happens to want to buy that thing at that moment. You're really narrowing down your odds of engaging with people and starting conversations. You see what I'm saying? So like, even if somebody thinks your product is, you know, pretty cool and they might want it one day, but they just don't want to buy it today. They don't have anything to say to your post. All you did was say, we want to buy my thing. You know what I mean? There's no conversation starter there. There's nothing to even talk about if they, if, if they don't want to buy at that moment. So that's why I feel like, you know, either avoiding those posts or keeping them to a minimum, very, very, very small minimum um, on your Facebook profile is a good idea. And really focusing more on your other content pillars. And then when you do talk about business, really come more from a behind the scenes look or even an educational way where you're helping and you're providing some sort of value. Maybe you're doing a video where you're, if you are a plumber and you do a video and you give like your top three tips for something, something plumbing in the something, something kitchen, you know, I don't know. Uh, then that's cool too. Cause you're educating. All right. So this is, these are the ways that you can use your Facebook personal profile to, you know, keep talking about things, keep top of mind to other people and reminding them what you do professionally. So that way, when they do need your product or service, or if they know someone that does, then they will think of you because they see you showing up all the time and just talking about the stuff that's going on and starting conversations like real just chats with people. And keep your stories active too, for sure, on Facebook. I know we all love Instagram stories, but still you want to keep your stories on Facebook as active as you can as well. And final tip, you're going to have to accept some, like have some friends, quote unquote friends on Facebook that you don't actually know in real life. If you want to really expand your network, and make it work for you. Okay. So 
you know, look, I understand each platform is different. Facebook is different. Like if you're friends with somebody, they kind of have more access to look at more stuff and they can message you. And they, so, you know, I understand like if it's like giving you a bad sign, you know, it feels, it doesn't feel right. It's like a total stranger and you feel weird about it or whatever. Of course you don't have to friend those people, but, but you know, if you, if you have mutual friends or you feel like you, you saw them on Instagram, you know, and you kind of met there and you want to also connect on Facebook, like just don't be scared to be Facebook friends with people that aren't actually your friends and family in real life. We need to move away from that and expand that network because pretty sure you can have like 5,000 Facebook friends and that's a hell of a network um, to have and it's really, really valuable. So I hope that that was helpful. Different ways you can use your personal profile on Facebook to um, to work that network, baby, to do your thing. Spread your message and make some money, honey. And uh, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. I'm so happy you're here today. Up next is my chat with Michelle Throne. Today's guest has made half a million dollars from her Facebook group and counting. When she says she knows how to grow an audience that makes you six figures, she means it. With a 15-year background in marketing and public relations, this gal has the skills and knowledge to help other talented rock stars get to six figures in their business. And some fun facts, y'all. She loves her family, dogs, margaritas, and Jesus. (laughs) Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Michelle Vroom. Hello, Brittany. Thank you so much. Yes, I love all those things, though not necessarily in that order. But <laughs> <laughs> these are all good. These are all good things yeah. to love. I mean, what the heck? What a good combo. Um, how are you? I'm so happy you're here. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to dive in. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, okay, well, before we get get really diving into everything, I would love for you to just you know explain to everybody in your own words um, what you do and and why you do it. Like, why'd you get started? doing the kind of work that you do with Facebook groups and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a marketing coach, which means I help talented women solopreneurs get more clients and grow their businesses. Um, The goal is always to grow their business to six figures, but to do it with more freedom. I find that as we get into business, it's like, we feel like we have to choose right between making money and having a successful business and having freedom and, you know, prioritizing what's important to us, time with family, et cetera. So that's why I love what I do because I want to help women not just make money. That's great. Right. But make an impact and, um, kind of, you know, realize that they don't have to choose that they don't have to choose between making an impact and, um, living, living, living their life. Right. I mean, your business should support your life. And I think that a lot of people struggle with that concept. So, I got started um, five years ago. I'm actually coming up at the time of this recording um, on my fifth anniversary. So I think it's next week. Um, Oh, cool. Happy anniversary. It's really exciting. Yeah. So I I started my business when my oldest, I have three sons at home, when my oldest was six months old. And I took that leap of faith, started the business, and it's evolved ever since. And it's been a really interesting journey. Um, Very fun, but also... (laughs) very challenging at times. Wait, you started. Okay. I, yeah. I remember I read all your stuff. I read this where you said you started <laughs> your business when he was six months old, yeah. but you're saying that he's five. He's, so he's, he's five. now five and a half, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you have a total of three. I have three children. I've added so two the other more. two are I younger. Two, 
Oh yeah, I've had three boys. I have a so five and a half year old. Five years. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Like I, I chose like, to do that. I don't know if that makes me crazy, but I was just putting all the puzzle pieces together, and I was like, yeah. Wait, oh yeah, oh yeah. I have a five, five and years. And you've had three children. And that's when you happen to start your business and be working so hard on it and growing. And then of course, come upon your own success and then start teaching others how to do it. Right. Right. Exactly. No, I mean, what kind of woman are you? You're like a superhero. I I am not a superhero. I uh, (laughs) am a woman who, you know, is very passionate about what she does, but also has a lot of help. Um, I've got a five and a half year old, a three and a half year old. He's going to, he actually is going to turn four next month. So almost four year old. And then um, I had my third child last May. So we're coming up on um, his, his first birthday next week. Aww. So yeah, it's been interesting. And I think that's what's also fueled the passion that I have because, you know, there have been times in my business where I've sacrificed time with my kids, where I've sacrificed freedom and felt like I was chained to the business and I had to do this and I had to do that. And I had to take on this client and I had to offer this. And you know, I feel like I've, I've really stepped into, um, building the business that I want to build and it hasn't always been easy, you know, it really hasn't. And so I, I try to kind of bring that perspective into what I do. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching women how to build their own communities online, because my community for me, that's my Facebook group community could be anything though. My community has brought me consistency, right? Consistency in clients, consistency in business growth so that I do have more freedom in my life. And I just think that that's something that a lot of women don't have, nor do we feel like we should have, right? right. Which is a whole other, a whole other time. Right, that's a whole other, yeah, a whole other <laughs> yeah. uh, conversation. Right. Right. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Okay, so this is exciting because you're, you, you're fueled, it's like you're, it seems to me like you're fueled by your own experiences, right? Which is really how it goes, right? That we go through our own stuff and then if we can go and say, okay, I'm getting this from it. I'm getting this good thing. I learned that thing. I made that mistake or whatever it may be and go and, and teach it to others. I mean, there's real, it's so fulfilling to do that. Um, but okay. So let's, let's dive into the, cause I want, I know I'm really excited about you talking about Facebook groups and how you can get to six figures and do, and, and that can help you do all of that because I, I've talked about it before to the audience. They they know what Facebook groups are. I mean, clearly, and some of them have them, but I don't think, I still don't think enough people are leveraging them in the way that you're doing, right? So can you yeah. break it down so everybody understands how the heck you can even get to six figures by your Facebook group helping you do of that? Of course, of course. So Facebook groups, I mean, you got to look at the numbers, right? 1.8 billion people participate in a Facebook group in some form, right? Are members of Facebook groups. Not not that they own their own Facebook group or have their own Facebook group, but they are members. What that tells me is the market is really, really big for Facebook groups. I mean, 1.8 billion is more, as far as I know, than any other like audience on any other platform, even TikTok, right? right? And so I think it's important to look at that and to look at the potential reach and also look at how Facebook is operating. Facebook pages are not going to bring you the kind of organic reach that a group can. Nope. And Facebook themselves, right, has, have, have said, you know, we are prioritizing groups. We're prioritizing community because we want people to be in community. And I think community is just the, the, the word that I would keep going back to, because if we've seen anything in this last year, we've seen the need for some form of a community, right? People are lonely. They feel isolated. And so I think Facebook groups, um, are just one of the best ways to build that community because of the interaction that they foster. You know, they're there, you can have more back and forth interaction. It's less you talking 
at your people and more you talking with people. And that's what people want, right? That's what people want. They want to feel heard. They want to feel understood and they want to build relationships. Relationships will never die. No matter what, you know, marketing trend comes along, whatever the next clubhouse is, relationships are not going to die. And so they, they will always be important. And so I think that being able to have a place where you are fostering those relationships. And for me, it's a Facebook group. And I've seen a lot of success and power in Facebook groups. Um, it just makes a lot of sense, right? And it, it also feels way more authentic and genuine to build your own group and have your own place that you're showing up the way that you want to versus feeling like you have to market the way somebody else is marketing. Right. Because we live in a world where there are so many opportunities to market to your people that you get to choose, right? I mean, talk about freedom again, like freedom and marketing. You get to have a choice um, in terms of how you market to people and what your community looks like. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing. Right. I'm totally with you on all that. And and in case anybody that's listening um, wasn't familiar or didn't understand what Michelle meant earlier, that basically, unfortunately, if you have a if you have a Facebook business page, which is its own thing, it's not your personal profile, it's a business page. Um, you your organic reach on that to the people that follow technically follow the page, right? Is um, horrifically low. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, what is the number that it reaches like 2% of people that follow you or something. It's very, very low, but that's not the case with groups because like you said, Facebook favors the groups. They want, they, they do. And so therefore, when someone, when you have a group, that's an active group, people are actually talking and communicating and posting and all these things. The members of that group are much more likely to see a post from a group that they're in, they're active in than a business page, sadly for the business pages, but that's the truth because they want you to buy the ads for the business pages. So I wanted, I wanted to make sure and break this case someone yeah. wasn't familiar. So it's just so smart. Like if they're going to, if they're going to come out and say, Hey, we want you to use groups. Well, cool. Let's, let's use groups. <laughs> exactly. I also think that, um, just having a group in general allows you to nurture the relationship faster. So in the marketing world, um, and this is something that, that I teach all my clients, we know that there are a certain number of, I'll call them touch points that a person has to get to before they buy, meaning yeah. people have to see and hear things easily eight to 12 different times before sure. they, they say, okay, I'm ready to buy. And when you're in a Facebook group and you've, you know, you're, you got to post somewhere, right? So why not make it work in your favor when you're in a Facebook group, you know, people can go binge your content, right? They can, they can talk to you in the group. Like each of those things counts as a touch point. And so just within that Facebook group, you can, you know, have all of those touch points, all of those connections and warm people up faster. I mean, I went from, before I had my group, I went from literally getting like a new client, maybe every six months to having people come into my group. And if they're the right fit, they will spend an average. And this is an average. Some are faster, some are slower, but they will spend an average of 90 days inside of my group before they decide to buy. So essentially I've actually cut my sales process in half, which is great, right? Because I'm shortening the time, but I'm also getting more qualified people in. I mean, you, you know, when you have a group and you have your own community, you do have a little more control too, of who comes into that community. And you can make sure that you know, as much as possible, the right people are in there, which is going to um, just up-level your clientele, the type, right. of, the type of clients that you serve. Yeah. And yeah. And that all really matters as well, of course. Um, okay. So can, do you mind sharing what, how, like um, your Facebook group 
journey basically for yourself, like, you know, when, you know, why you started it and then, sure. um, and then how it kind of worked for you and what ended up working well and what maybe didn't and all that stuff. Sure. I did not have a plan when I started my Facebook group. So those of you who are like, well, I need to have a plan and I need to have, you know, uh, three months worth of content in there. No, you don't. <laughs> I understand that. You know what my plan usually is action. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just take the action. Yeah. So, um, I started my group three years ago and I started it because I needed a place to house videos that I was doing for a free challenge. Oh. And so I, like intended to just shut the group down after the challenge was over, but I got like a hundred people into the challenge. And so I have this Facebook group of people in there and the challenge, you know, it went well with my first challenge, but it went really well. And I'm like, wait a second, why don't I leave the group open? Like, I love talking to people. I love building relationships. Why don't I just leave this group open and use it to market my business? And that's how it was born. And since the beginning, it's something that I've been really passionate about and it's you know, it shows in the results, right? It shows in the growth that we've experienced. And I wouldn't say we're, you know, the fastest growing group on the internet. A lot of groups grow really fast, but they sacrifice quality. And we yeah. really focused on quality and engagement. And um, as a result, you know, majority of my clients come from the group. I've made, you know, in total over the last three years, half a million dollars off of my group, like from, mm -hmm. from the people that have been in my group who've become clients. And you know, I think from my perspective, when you are passionate and you're excited about something, other people will be too. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that my group hasn't gone through phases. It doesn't mean that, you know, we've gone through different periods where the group has required different things, but just being able to, you know, speak into a group of people who have chosen to be in your community and want to be there is so powerful. I always say like referrals are great right? Referrals, this isn't a knock against referrals. They're, they're, they're wonderful. It's great right. to have referral partners, but how much time are you saving by building a community of people and putting out one post that reaches, you know, 50, hundred people, whereas a referral partner, you've got to, you know, go talk to your referral partner. Then they have to go talk to somebody else who they think might be interested in working with them. And you have <laughs> yeah. to go talk to that person. It's like one to one to one. Right. Whereas, you know, this is one to many, it's, it's like a door-to-door -door salesman, you know, if a door-to-door -door salesman happened upon a house party <laughs> right. and saw all the people and they were like, I want your product, you know, I want whatever you're selling. I mean, that's essentially what you're building with, um, you know, your community and with your Facebook group. And I think that's the power of being able to monetize it as well. Right. Oh gosh. That's so good. Okay. So, so what do you think about if I would love, I would love for, if somebody's interested in doing this but they're not sure what's the difference. Like, why would they choose a Facebook group over something else? You know what I mean? Like, what are the things that stand out? And, and it may even just be some practical things. Like, I mean, one that comes to mind is I know, you know, you can schedule posts. I mean, that's just a, that's a very surface level, but you know, there are things like that, whether it's like that, or maybe even a deeper reason why a Facebook group might be better than something else or why they might choose it. Yeah. So I think you have to go back to two things. Number one, where are your ideal clients hanging out? Right. Like you need to be there. Right. Like if all your ideal clients are hanging out on LinkedIn, then that probably makes more sense than a Facebook group. <laughs> right. right. Um, what I have found and what many of my clients have found is that obviously Facebook, like say what you will about Facebook, right? Hey, it's, still, I, it's still the most popular channel. Like it's, it's still the big dog. Channel, yeah. It's still <laughs> the big dog. Right. It's still the big dog. And so, um, you know, I think just sheer reach is important to pay attention to. 
I would, I think it's hard to make a case that your people are not in Facebook groups nowadays. Right. Just thinking about, again, going back to that 1.8 billion number. So you, you definitely need to make sure you know who you're targeting and where they're spending time. And then I think the second thing to look at is how do you want to show up, right? How do you want to show up? Um, and a Facebook group gives you that, that flexibility to be able to do it. A lot of people will say to me, well, Facebook groups are really hard. Like it's hard to grow. It's only hard if you make it hard. It's not an overnight process. I think that's what they really mean. It's not an overnight process. None of this is, right? Growing, growing a quality engaged following is definitely not an, an overnight process. And you will have times where you fall down and pick yourself back up. Um, but would you rather pour into a community that can, that can you know, allow you to reach multiple people at once, a community that's evergreen, meaning you there's no limit to how many people you bring in, right? Um, like even just thinking about Facebook profile, if you were marketing on your profile, there's a limit to how many friends you you can have. Right. Right. So there's no limit to your Facebook group and to what's possible. And so I think just looking at, um, at the possibility there is really, really important when you're making this decision. Now, how I built my Facebook group, how I nurture the people in it, that's something that you can apply on any other platform. Mm -hmm. But I think going back to that, that, you know, belief that this has to take a lot of work you know, yes, it's an investment of, of time and resources in the beginning, but the payoff is huge because now you have all these people who are spending time in your world, who you are continually nurturing and you can nurture so many people at once that that's where you get more consistency, right? right. In terms of clients, in terms of revenue. And that's what we're really all after. Referrals again are great, but they're not going to give you the kind of consistency that a Facebook group can. Gotcha. Okay. So what about, do you mind sharing like some of the things that you like to post in your group? Right. So, cause I know different people have different strategies and I, like, I know one, one friend of mine who feels strongly about Facebook groups, she says, you know, I make sure that I post some light things as well. Conversational things, this kind of thing, you know, it's not always a sales, 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 right? So can you give somebody an idea, some guidance on what they should even be posting about in their group? Yeah. So um, this also goes back to knowing your people and understanding what their challenges are and what they want. Um, I have come up with a couple of different categories of things that I will share. Obviously, I am known for talking about building your own community online. So that's certainly something that I talk about a lot inside of the group. Um, I also post what I call like truth bombs because I'm a very much, I'm very much a tough love kind of person, very okay. direct. And so I like to post stuff like that because again, it's reflective of my personality. Like your group should be reflective of your brand because yeah. that's what you are marketing. And so, you know, if you are somebody who is very conversational, like I would post conversational type prompts, things yeah. that ask people questions, you know, I want conversation to be rich in my group. And so we limit like follow trains, we limit, um, you know, posts where people are just like, oh, do you want my free guide? Like, we want you to have real conversations and to talk about, you know, the challenges that you're having in business and the things that are coming up for you and feel safe to do it. I think there's always room for growth there. I think we could be doing even more in that area. Um, yeah. but posting things that, you know, ask people questions. I mean, I get a ton of great market research. Uh, yes. feedback from people in my group because I ask them questions. We'll do polls, right? I've done a lot of live video, which has definitely helped grow my community a ton. Um, so doing live video and, you know, really just serving people, like coming from a place of, I want to serve people. So educational content. I mean, if you can think about what holds people back from like buying your product or your service, that can also give you some great content because you can address that. 
What I find is that people are doing either one, they're at one end of the spectrum or they're at the other. They're either just posting like, you know, questions that don't even tie back to business, like engagement questions, but that's all they're posting. They're not talking about their offer. Therefore, they're not monetizing their group. And then you also have on the other end of the spectrum, people who that's all they're doing is just selling, like buy my offer, buy my offer, buy my offer right. and talking at their people. And there's no engagement. It's, it's basically a, a very quiet group. Right? right. So I think somewhere in between is really important and really where you want to be because you do want to be able to monetize the group, but you also want to make sure that you are supporting people, um, in wherever they're at. So I think looking at that and, and asking yourself, you know, why do I enjoy spending time in other groups? Like what keeps me going back to other groups? What types of content do I tend to gravitate toward when I'm looking at my newsfeed? Um, you know, paying attention to your own behavior can be really great insight into what you want to post inside of your own group. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. In so yeah, I'm glad you said that, like a mix of things and you go with your personality. So yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you love to chat, um, and then, yeah, you're going to want to make sure and, and track, like use your insights, right? right. So in, in every group you have insights, you have data. So as you mm -hmm. post, I mean, if someone's posting, you know, from the beginning, I would just recommend try a bunch of things because then you're going to be able to collect data on what your most popular posts are. Like I will, I will sit down with my team every Monday and say, okay, what, what are our most popular posts? Right. And they will tell me, and they'll say, oh, we need to do more of those, right? Like yeah. the truth bombs that I just mentioned to you, the short yeah. kind of snappy to the point things, those perform really well. So we know, hey, we need to, you know, share more of that. Um, we've also put out posts that haven't done as well. And so we know, okay, it's not something that people are interested in. So I think a lot of people are too afraid to experiment and they want to be very regimented about how they do this. I was not. But it was good because it gave me a lot of room to experiment and to try new things. And I still try new things because I don't think you, that you ever get to a point where you know everything there is to know about your ideal client. Right. That person is evolving and right. you are as well. And so I think um, approaching it from a place of curiosity is really important. Right. Okay, cool. Um, what about like, I'm trying to think, I'm thinking I've got so many things flowing through my head. Sorry. I, all the questions okay. that I can imagine people will have about this. So what about the, the, that process of converting that member to into one of your customers or clients. Um, do you feel like there's a certain path that should be laid out for people yes. to where they can lead from one thing to the next, you know, and then become a buyer? Okay. Yes, I do. I do. Um, I'm going to call it like I use the acronym warm because that's what we're talking about. Like we're okay. taking a cold lead, right. And we're warming them up. Yeah. Like that's a natural process that everybody goes through. If you bought something, you went through that, whether you realized it or not. Right. Um, and there's no like set time frame. I mean, I, I use the 90 days as a good gauge. And I think that's something I would challenge everybody to use, but there's also no set time frame for how quickly they move through the steps that I'm going to share. Um, but I think there are four primary steps that are really important that again, how this looks for you, like that's something you have to decide. That's something I, I help my clients with, but, um, you know, regardless, I think everybody goes through these four steps and I'm going to use a party analogy. Like if you're throwing a party at your home, chances are you're going to go through these steps as well. And I say party because that's what it is, right? Facebook group is your yeah. community, your party. Right. Um, and I think we need to have more fun with that. So yeah. the first yeah. step of the warm is welcoming. It sounds so simple, but how many people actually 
have a process for welcoming new members to their group. It's like, if someone comes to your party, are you just going to leave the front door open and hope that they find their <laughs> way in and they, you know, figure out where the, the food and the drinks and the bathroom is? No, of course not. Right. You're going to welcome right. them. You're going to say, Oh, do you know? So-and-so like introduce them to people, make sure they have what they need. And same thing, same thing for your Facebook group. So welcoming people. And we have a whole system for how we do this. Um, we do automate portions of it, but a lot of it truly is just, Hey, how are you doing? Right. And, right. and just making that initial connection because the goal shouldn't be to just grow your numbers and keep getting new people. And the goal should also be to keep existing members coming back. And I think right. that's something that a lot of groups fail to do. So the second piece of this is the A, um, which is ask. So after you welcome someone in, ask them what they're struggling with. Like ask, stay, mm. again, this is so simple, but so few people are doing it. Take the time to ask them. So in, in our group, you know, hey, what are you struggling with when it comes to your marketing? How can we help you? Right. Yeah. Number one, it's going to give me some good feedback because if I hear people talking about the same challenges over and over again, I now know that's content that we should use, right? Or content right. that we should create. It also makes them feel like we're like we're, we're listening, which we are, and it allows you to personalize their experience. So if someone tells me like, oh, you know, I'm struggling with finding ideal clients, like I can go tag them in a resource or a training or yes. something I've done, right? Same thing. Like if you know someone's coming to your party and they, you know, want to meet like somebody who does X, Y, and Z, like you can make those connections for them and like personalize their experience so that they have a really good time at that party. Um, the third step here is the R, which is um, revisiting the conversation. So I also find that a lot of people when, you know, they'll make that initial connection and welcome new members, but they never revisit the conversation and check in to see how they're doing really very rarely, right? right. Um, we're so focused again with numbers and getting a certain amount of people into our group that we forget to have like gratitude for e every single person who's chosen to be in our group, even if it's 25 people. And guess what? If, if your group is small, you have an advantage because you can go through these steps um, much more easily than if your wow. group becomes larger. And so revisiting the conversation, following up, how are you doing? Like everybody, even just a simple, how are you doing? How's business going? Like that's powerful people, right. like very few people are taking the time to do that. And I think that's so important. And that's how I've gotten many of my clients is by revisiting the conversation. Hey, so-and-so, I know you were struggling with X, Y, and Z. How's it going? Right. Some people are not going to be in a position where they're ready to buy in your group immediately. Like when they join your group, but how do you know that as they, you know, consume your content and as they check out what's in the group, that they're not becoming ready. Right. I guess the R could be for ready too. Right. So, um, revisiting that conversation, I think is really important. And then the last step, the M is monetize. And this is where everybody gets really nervous. But what I simply mean by monetize is tell people about your offer, ask if they want more information, ask if they want to hop on a call, like invite them to learn more groups right. are great, right? Groups are great, but people can only get so much from a free group. There's going to come a point in the relationship where it's like, you know what, they're ready for more. Like they're ready to invest. Right. They're ready to be challenged. And I think part of serving your people isn't just giving them great free content in your group. It's also inviting them to, you know, talk to you about their, about your offer, inviting them to invest in themselves right. to take it to the next level, because that's what they need at that time. And so I think if we can just shift our perspective around service and what it means, maybe we wouldn't be so weird about just talking about our offer, right. And sharing our mm -hmm. offer in groups. I mean, I, I have people come to me and they're like, well, I can't share my offer. I gave all this great free content. People are going to think I'm being pushy. I'm like, you just gave all this great free content and great free value. Of course you should share your offer. Like that's even more reason why you should share it because you know, these people, not everybody, not 
some people are gonna are gonna run with the free stuff, but there are gonna be a whole chunk of people who are like, no, I need more, right? right. And I want more. Right. And it's your responsibility to tell them about it. So right. those would be the four kind of like high level steps, right? If you think about the process of warming somebody up, welcoming yeah. them, asking them about their challenges, revisiting the conversation and following up to see how they're doing. And then inviting them to like, make them an offer, right? Make them an offer, whether it's in, inviting them to book a call with you um, or sharing, you know, details about your program or whatever it is that you're, that you're offering. Right. I love that warm. Okay. That's, and that helps. Mm-hmm. I like to think really of acronyms right. that like I remember and that are also, um, you know, like that, 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 that show you what you're trying to accomplish. Cause that's exactly what you're trying to accomplish. And way too many people are like, nope, I'm just going to go right in for the offer immediately. When someone joins their group, it's like pummeling somebody when they show up to your party and you're like, do you need the bathroom? right right yeah well it does seem to be one extreme or the other with most people right like either yeah, you're you're sure. doing all of the welcoming and the fun and the cool things but you're not really wanting to sell anything because that feels uncomfortable or it's the i want to sell you stuff and that's all we're going to talk about but i love how you explain it because it both both sides matter it both it's sides like matter. it's all like the ingredients of a beautiful recipe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love the ingredients of a beautiful recipe. Yes. Well, okay. So before I let you go, I would love to give you a chance to give any of your like standout um, top tips, words of wisdom for somebody who's ready to embark on this kind of adventure that hasn't done it yet, or maybe um, didn't take it seriously. I've done it that has like the wrong people in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like something to get somebody going. That's, that's wondering what the heck do I even do to start if they feel lost? Okay. Number one, like make it simple, make it okay. simple. I mean, gosh, guys, we make things so darn complicated True. true. myself <laughs> just as much as anybody listening. Um, make it simple. Like how would you, like what groups are you most attracted to and why, right? Like starting there, making it simple. How do you want to throw a party? Like putting yourself in the driver's seat, I think is so incredibly important. So make it simple. Um, I would say to like have a plan for welcoming people so that when they join your group, they want to join, they want to stick around, right? They, they feel good about where they, where they ended up. Um, I think three, like pay attention to the type of people that you want to be part of your community. Like make sure you have some idea of that because chances are, if you're listening to this and you have a group, you're probably like, Ooh, I got some people in there that are not a good fit. Like I, you know, really didn't have a good, a good idea of who I wanted to invite. And so really understanding like, who do you want to be at that party? I think is important. And then the, the other tip that I would give kind of alongside of that is once you've got your group going, I don't care how many pieces of content you have in there, like just start because it'll never feel, you'll never feel ready. Right. Right. But once you've got your group going, market what's inside of the group, not the group itself. This is a really important tip. And very few people are doing this, especially with those big follow trains that you see where it's like, drop a link to your group and we'll all follow each other. Those (laughs) suck. I'm sorry. They just do because that like, Yes, you're going to get, you know, new people coming in, but how do you know if they're the right people or not? You have to market what's inside of the group, right? So whenever I do my Facebook lives, for example, I'm not saying, Hey, join the market, like a boss group to get marketing tips. It's a free group. Nobody cares, right? Nobody cares that it's free because there's a ton of free stuff. I'm marketing. Hey, I just did a live on four ways to overcome imposter syndrome. Yep. Uh, Like when you are super specific, people gravitate toward 
what you have to offer, right? The right people gravitate toward what you have to offer. And so I think that's honestly probably my biggest tip judging by how much time I just spent sharing it, because <laughs> I think, you know, that's how you grow a group with the right people. And I wish I had done more of that from the beginning. Oh, that's so good. Market what's inside of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The group I, itself, that, nobody cares. You have a free group. The group is not no. the marketable thing. Nope. You are. And what you're doing inside of the group is the marketable thing. Oh, that is so good. It's like an so, invite, right? To a party. Right. Would you just put up oh, party happening on this date at this time? No, no. Like What's wow. happening at the party? How do I know it's worth my time? I'm going to show right. up at the party, you know? If I'm going to get dressed and put makeup on, I want to make sure that that party is worth going to. Right, right. Okay, good. I love that. <laughs> Can you tell I want to go to a party? I know. We would definitely... Oh. <laughs> if we live closer, I would invite you to my next yeah, party. Right? I really would. <laughs> Can you tell over the last year I've been deprived of parties? Like, I need a party. Yeah, I understand. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michelle, for being here today. I would love for you to tell everybody how they can find you, find your group, (laughs) Uh, follow you everywhere, find your webpage, all the things, just plug away, please. Sure. Sure. So my Facebook group is obviously the best way to connect with me. It's called market like a boss. So if you just type that in, um, to Facebook search bar, you will find it. There are at this point, 5,300 other women in there. So chances are high that you will be able to connect with people, either an ideal client or somebody who could send you to an ideal client. So you get to make your own connections as well as learn more about, you know, growing a six figure business with freedom. Um, And then I also have a free guide called your first 100, which is going to give you three tips for growing a Facebook group of hundred dream clients or adding hundred dream clients. If you've already done your group and you're like, Ooh, I need more of the right people in there. Um, that guide also comes with seven tips. So you'll get this in an email sequence after you download it, seven tips for boosting engagement in your group. So it's not just about getting the right people in, but how do you boost engagement? And the reason why I talk about getting a hundred of the right people in is because when you have a hundred dream clients in your community, assuming they are the right people, you can expect at least one or two of them to convert to clients, which means you now have a system for monetizing your group. And I think even just getting to that first 100 um, you know, again, whether it's your first 100 or your next 100 can often be the hardest. So, um, I wanted to create a guide that just gives you some really, you know, actionable things that you can do to grow a group with the right people. Okay, cool. Okay. How do they get the guide? Um, you can, I can share the link, um, yeah. with Brittany, but it's michellevroom.com slash your dash first dash 100. Okay. And we will also put the link yeah. in the show notes for everybody yeah. too. Yeah. But any, if you join the market, like a boss group, you'll get access to it as well. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, Michelle, that was awesome. So helpful. Thank you so, so much for being here. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.